You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I feel like who art Ed? I'm trying to spice it. Who art Ed? Mr. Wood, art Ed, me. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's it, 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 it works on so many levels. I know. That's off to great start. Welcome to Who Arted Weekly Art History for All Ages. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. Now, today, we're going to focus on the Bauhaus. The Bauhaus is a name that reverberates through the annals of art and design history, a movement that symbolizes innovation, creativity, and a radical departure from traditional artistic norms. This iconic institution, officially named Staticless Bauhaus, left an indelible mark on the art and design world in the 20th century. So today we're going to learn a little bit about the history of the Bauhaus, um, some of the great artists that went through, and its legacy seen in modern and postmodern architecture, functional design, and other visual art forms. So to start with, the Bauhaus was founded in 1919 by Walter Gropius in Weimar, Germany. Its primary objective was to merge the realms of fine art and the applied design into a unified discipline. Gropius envisioned a school where artists, architects, and craftsmen would work together to create a harmonious synthesis of artistic and functional forms. The name Bauhaus itself translates to building house in English, emphasizing the school's focus on the integration of art and craft, the functionalist element of it in architecture and design. A couple of the famous uh, artists who made their way through teaching at the Bauhaus would include people like Vasily Kandinsky, who I have covered in previous episodes, I'll link in the show notes. Kandinsky was a pioneering figure in abstract art and wrote a lot about art theory. Kandinsky played a pivotal role in the development of the Bauhaus curriculum. His work emphasized the spiritual and emotional power of color and form, and he served as the master of the wall painting workshop and introduced students to the world of abstraction. Another famous artist from the Bauhaus was Paul Klee, He was, of course, known for his whimsical and intricate artworks. Um, His creative use of color and geometric shapes resonated with the school's philosophy. And Clay taught classes in creative design, color theory, leaving a lasting impact on a number of students. Marcel Brewer was a key figure in modernist furniture design. Brewer's innovative use of materials and his 
iconic chair, which Vasily Kandinsky loved so much when Brewer brought it back into production sometime later, he actually renamed his chair the Vasily chair. It became sort of synonymous with Bauhaus design principles. And Brewer headed the carpentry workshop at the Bauhaus, where students explored the possibilities of modern furniture design fabricated using sort of more 20th century methods and materials. Joseph Albers is one that I came to appreciate more as I have learned more. When I was younger, I just saw his paintings of concentric squares as a sign that modern art was the product of lazy artists who had officially run out of ideas. Of course, my lack of understanding was not truly a sign of their lack of ideas. And Joseph Albers was anything but lazy. He was intensely focused on his study of color and approached his work sort of scientifically. He rigorously documented each piece writing the colors used in each homage to the square. Yet another giant of art history shaping the conceptions of art and design in the Bauhaus was Ludwig Mies van der Rohe. While architects in the United States, like Louis Sullivan, laid the groundwork for modern architecture with his notion that form must ever follow function, Mies van der Rohe perfected the art. His notion that less is more, and yes, he was the one who coined that term, less is more, it defined the international style, giving us the open concept along with steel and glass structures defined by clean lines and an elegant simplicity. He was the final director of the Bauhaus before it was permanently shut down by the Nazis in 1933. Like a lot of modernists, Mies van der Rohe fled Germany, and Europe for that matter. He came to the U.S. and continued teaching at the Illinois Institute of Technology, really reformulating their architecture program in line with his ideas of modern architectural styling. And I think it's the fact that these artists and architects and industrial designers went through the Bauhaus and then continued to work and teach and build their careers outside of the Bauhaus, outside of Germany, going to other countries, has led to the Bauhaus having this just enormous outsized influence for a single school. And it's an influence that has lasted really through today. The emphasis on functionality, minimalism, and this synthesis between form and function became the foundation for modern design. Bauhaus principles can be seen in various aspects of contemporary design, from architecture to graphic design and industrial design for the products that we use on a day-to-day basis. Many contemporary skyscrapers with their sleek lines, the efficient use of space, all is really based on... Bauhaus architectural concepts from people like Mies van der Rohe. Of course, that's not to say that it was all serious all the time. One of the most interesting and probably less known aspects of the Bauhaus was its penchant for extravagant costume parties. These events served as a means to break away from the rigidity of traditional artistic institutions and foster a sense of creative freedom. 
Walter Gropius, the founder of the Bauhaus, believed that fun and play were integral to the creative process. He encouraged students to freely experiment and enjoy developing elaborate costumes for parties, the theater, or performance art. At first, it may seem a bit out of character for the design school known for its simple and elegant functional designs, but I think they understood that play has a serious function as well. It's easy to dismiss, but seemingly frivolous things like a costume party requiring participants to build their own costumes is actually a really complex task, forcing them to engage in a lot of creative problem solving as they consider things like what it will look like, how it will be worn, how the wearer will move safely in the piece, how they'll get in and out of it, or go to the bathroom, and numerous other concerns. Engaging with these ideas in the context of a party liberated the artists to experiment with unexpected connections and ideas. It made it more engaging as people's natural competitive instinct led them to work to outdo each other so they could make sure that their costume would be the talk of the party. But also, making time for these students to blow off some steam together helped them decompress so they could be more productive in their work. And shared leisure helps bond people to be a better team. I guess this is me getting a bit on my own personal soapbox, but I cannot overstate the importance of making time for joy and play at every age and every line of work. Bauhaus parties were legendary for their avant-garde themes and elaborate costumes. For instance, the metal party required attendees to fashion outfits from materials like wire, metal, paper, pushing the boundaries of creativity and imagination. The costume parties of the Bauhaus were not just social gatherings, but an integral part of the school's culture. They provided an opportunity for students and faculty to experiment with materials, forms, and ideas in a playful and unconventional manner. These gatherings encouraged interdisciplinary collaboration, synthesizing art, design, and performance as they merged form and function. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.